0: Friday, December fifteenth, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, uh, I, I gotta know, what was the best spring break that you ever took when when you were in college at Marquette back in the seventies? What what was the best? Did you ever go on a trip and and, and go to the beach and and get crazy at, at spring break? <laughs> I never did, Joe.
1: My buddies did. My buddies <laughs> would. Uh, all my all my frat brothers would go to Florida and go. I think they went to Puerto Rico. You know, they got oh, wow. somehow got over to Puerto Rico and you know. I, and for years, all I've heard is all the tales that they that, of what they did and didn't do. You know, so well, I, I missed out on that.
0: Well, and think about it. All these years you've been covering baseball in Cleveland, you really haven't had a chance to have a spring break. You've been at spring training all those all those years. Uh, so. So now Major League Baseball is coming out with this uh, this initiative, this uh, idea to try and get more of the game's top prospects some exposure. And uh, they announced it this, this past week. Uh, it's called Spring Breakout. And what it's going to involve is all 30 Major League teams are going to field, uh, you know, rosters of their top prospects, guys who aren't in the Major Leagues, uh, guys who we're dying to see, you know, in some sort of action, uh, on a on a big league uh, spring training field uh, and they're going to play exhibition games uh, against each other uh, and the guardians and reds are going to play on march 16th at goodyear ballpark and it, it'll be an opportunity to to have a roster full of of some of these guys who you know normally during spring training are are on the backfields uh, the low minor leaguers but who who have these sort of hot ticket prospect numbers uh, in, in the rankings and Uh, It's a chance for us to maybe, uh, uh, you know, get some eyes on guys like Chase DeLauder and uh, Juan Brito and uh, even Kyle Manzardo. If they if they make him play in that game, he's a guy who's a a little bit closer maybe to the to the majors. What do you think of of this uh, initiative, this idea to try and get more exposure for uh, these lower minor leaguers who are hot prospects? yeah I think it's a good idea,
1: Joe. I mean, you know uh, you know true fans you know that the that, that go to spring training all the time, you know a lot of them just go to watch the minor league games on the lower fields you know they they really know the prospects in every organization, but this kind of brings it to the big league ballparks you know the i should say the big league uh, spring training ballparks, so we'll see games uh, you know what the guardians are playing the Reds top prospects and uh so that'll be fun. I, I think it, it. I think the uh, what the Guardians are scheduled to, to play the Reds after uh,
0: a regular uh, Cactus League game, right? Right. Yeah, and that's sort of the way this this is going to be all set up. They're sort of piggybacking some of these prospect games with big league games that are already scheduled in the parks, and, and they'll do some fan meet and greet things. And you know, the the big league players that stick around will be able to interact with some of these guys as well uh and and you know that's all the the promotional side of things and the you know the exposure side of things uh but Major League Baseball network will also be carrying some of these games and broadcasting them and and so you know it, it's sort of like an extension of the futures game that we see at the All-Star break and and there have been rumors about and and talking about if this is a success this year they might expand it and and do like a a small tournament of some kind you know in the Cactus League and in the Grapefruit League and you know, uh, at some point you play three or four of these games, uh, and and you see if if you, you can win a championship of some sort. And that's something to sort of hang your hat on if you're a, if you're an organization. The the big drawback I, I think might be you know teams' unwillingness to sort of let their top guys, uh, you know, if to to sort of uh, expose them to any sort of injuries or, or anything like that. Uh, you know, you want to protect your your investments here. Uh what do you think about the idea that that some of these teams might drag their feet on on letting some of these guys play?
1: You know, I I don't think you know, Joe, they're going to have to play no matter what in in spring training games and uh this is kind of cool, you know, if if it's one or two games, you know, maybe if it was, you know, if they're, if they're playing a tournament <clears throat> like you said somewhere down the road and it gets in a way of development and uh, you know, getting ready for the season or breaking up, you know, breaking down the teams, <clears throat> excuse me, that double a, you know, what, what teams are going to break camp with a ball, double AA, a, triple a, that kind of thing. I could see that, but boy, I think one or two games, I don't see how that could hurt. Um, and it, and it's like, it, you get a better read on the player playing against better competition.
0: Right. And I think for position players, that might be a little bit different, but uh obviously with pitching, I mean we saw this past year and we've seen with any sort of in season or uh preseason tournament like the, the the world baseball classic, uh just the 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 predominance of uh pitcher injuries in a in a year that they had they contested WBC. Uh you know, the Guardians fell victim to it with with Cal Quantrill. I mean, he was ramped up and ready to go for Team Canada, and then you know, look at what happened to him. He pitched uh, the first half of the season with uh, a shoulder injury that he was trying to fight through so uh i i just you know wonder you know yes it all sounds great and you hope that nobody gets hurt and every everything comes out fine and it's a a successful thing but man the first time one of these uh you know big ticket high prospects that's playing in one of these showcases uh you know suffers an injury that that could have been maybe avoided uh i think you're gonna see teams maybe start to balk at this
1: Yeah. And, you know, Joe, it's a seven inning game and you know how they work it in spring training. I mean, you could have, you know, seven pitchers pitch one inning, you know, and that's that's going to be, you know, probably, you know, your workload early in the middle of camp anyways, two, three innings in the middle of, you know, spring training. These are what going to play what in the middle of March, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, I think the minor league guys would probably be in camp around, you know, March, March 1st. They'd have time to get ready, um, you know. And if you were careful, I think you're not going to let one of your top guys go three or four innings. You know, it's, it's a showcase, so you're going to let your, you know, your your five or six best best, you know, uh, prospects pitch. So, you know, I, you know, I, I, if it's done right and and, and it's a controlled, situation, I, I, you know, I don't see how it could hurt.
0: Uh, it it will be subject to any of the uh the, the new rules the the new wrinkles or any sort of uh uh advances that they're they're trying to put in place for uh you know pace of play or or rules changes in in the game that are proposed throughout major uh, minor league baseball uh they'll all be in play which uh sounds to me like that's going to include the automated strike zone uh and, and that system and and all of that so you know we'll see how that goes uh, it it certainly should be fun who uh who among the the guardians list of uh top prospects right now uh would you be most excited to see in in such a showcase
1: yeah joe you know you know it's interesting i don't know if you know the the guardians are so young they've got so many young players under forty man now i don't know if that you know if, if you're on the forty man roster does that exclude uh, a player from appearing in in this in this game but i'd like to see chase de you know he's he is he's not on the forty man, and like you were saying manzardo's Probably going to get invited to camp. He's not on the forty man, but you know, it, you know, I I would imagine it'd be it'd be kind of fun to see him get some extra at bats, you know, against the uh, the Reds' top uh, prospects, mm-hmm. you know, and a guy like Juan Brito. You know, I'm, I'm sure he's. You know, he's going to get. You know, he'll play early in spring, early in the cactus league season. You know, but when uh, the, the regulars start, you know, having to get their at bats, you know, maybe maybe he could pick up a few extra at bats
0: in a game like this. Yeah, and and you're talking about uh, you know Burrito is a guy they they acquired uh, last off se- uh Yeah, last off season for uh, Nolan Jones from the the, the Rockies obviously de lauder uh, a a first round draft pick in in twenty twenty two uh Ralphie velasquez a a catcher first baseman last year's number one pick i mean he would he he's the seventh ranked prospect according to m l b pipeline uh jason Churio uh is a, is an outfielder he's he was at uh, high a last year uh you know he's the you and i were talking he's the brother of uh, jackson Churio, the the top prospect for Milwaukee who just signed an extension and he's never even played a, a, a day of uh, in the big leagues. So, uh, you know, a possibility that, that he's, he's the number eight ranked prospect and he could be uh, in a game like that. And on the pitching side, you've got uh, a, a draft pick from last year, second rounder, I believe Alex Clemmie was a high school kid, a big lanky left-hander. Uh, he's, he's certainly a guy that you may want to see in a, you know, in a, in a pitching role, uh, in, in that situation, just uh, you know, these these guys. Uh, my my pick, though, my guy who I would really want to see, uh, compete in that game, uh, would be Khalil Watson, and he's uh, currently ranked the number seventeen, uh, uh prospect for Cleveland by uh, MLB Pipeline. He was part of the return, I, I believe, uh, from uh Miami in the Josh Bell trade. Uh, That's who they got. And uh, he's, uh, you know, a former uh, top pick for the Marlins, who uh, he's a a bit of a, you know, a a big question mark, you know, a firecracker type uh, personality, uh, explosive talent, really good speed. And uh, he was at high a uh, Lake County at the end of last season. uh, Wondering what we could see out of Khalil Watson in a game like that.
1: Yeah, definitely. He's. I think he's a middle infielder. He's got some mm-hmm. pop. Uh, like you said, he was a high school, I think, high school kid, uh, you know, coming out of, uh, into the draft. So, yeah, that would be, you know, that that seems like an ideal kind of showcase for a
0: player like that. They could throw a bunch of lefties out there uh, in that game. Uh, even a guy like uh, Doug Nikhazy, who was uh, a top draft pick. He's a, He was at AA uh, at, at the end of last season. He's a guy who you, you might uh you, you might see pitch in a game like that. So uh you know, exciting that to, to, to see the possibilities of some of these guys who who might be available. Uh, as soon as we, you know, hear anything about a roster or uh you know, get an indication as to you know who we might see in that game, uh, obviously we will let uh our subscribers on Subtext know. Uh Hoise, uh Guardian Subtext is the the best way for fans to to follow along and and get updates uh, daily from uh, you and from me directly sent to their phone. Uh, you can sign up for $3.99 a month uh, at 216-208-4346 if you send a text message there, or if you go to cleveland.com slash subtext uh, for all the details and, and more information. All the details about uh, the uh, the seating arrangements at Progressive Field as the uh, the upgrades and the uh, the construction continues over there, Hoyzie, we got an update uh this week on on what the fans will be uh sitting in and sitting upon while they're watching Guardians games in 2024. At least most of them, what's it what's it going to look like? Yeah, blue seats, Joe. The blue seats
1: uh, the uh, the Guardians are replacing you know the traditional green seats that have been at what Jacobs Field and Progressive Field since the ballpark opened, and uh, they're re- you know replacing them with uh, navy blue seats, kind of to go with uh, you know the team's colors. And uh, I guess you know in talking to uh, Curtis Danberg uh, with the Indians, uh, with the Guardians, I should say, uh, you know the the blue seat should you know in a lower bowl should be all you know the, there should be new seats in the lower bowl all blue by the by the home opener next season
0: so lower bowl blue seats maybe some seats in the the upper deck they get to those maybe uh uh the following year so it kind of looks maybe a little two toned at the at first <laughs> but uh uh that that's all right uh just from your heart Hoynesy. What what do you think when when you you hear that they're changing the colors of the seats and it's not going to be uh you know green seats when we look out from the press box anymore it it it'll be blue what what was your gut reaction your feeling when you when you heard that you know, when I, when I you know, I wasn't it didn't really strike me that much. And then,
1: you know, the the more I thought about it, you know, I think, of Joe, it reminds me of Yankee Stadium, the blue seats in Yankee Stadium. That's that was uh, the kind of thing that kind of jumped out at me when I had time to think about that. And, uh, you know, there's not I, I you know, I don't remember too many ballparks with blue seats in it. Do you?
0: No, and the it, it, it what struck me in my mind was at least it's not red. At least they didn't go to red seats, <laughs> you know, cuz you go down to uh you know the this Great American Ballpark in uh in Cincinnati and you know the red seats down there. Uh it's it's a bit loud, I think. Uh I don't know. They could have gone red uh, obviously with the you know the Guardians colors being blue and red. Uh I'm glad that they chose blue. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be soothing. It's going to be good. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I'll I'll probably have to get into the ballpark and see it, uh, you know, in, in person to, to really get a a good feeling about it. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind that they're changing the colors. I mean, it's been, it's been almost what, 30 years. We got uh, the changing. It is all right. Are they going to change the bleachers too? I would assume that they've got to change the color of the bleachers. Yeah,
1: I would think, yeah, I, I did not ask that, but I know the, uh, the storage tanks in the right field upper deck are gone. Yeah, so, uh, the,
0: that, that was going to be my next point. Was all I know is thank God that the shipping containers are all all, all yeah, torn yeah. out already. Uh, there's it's going to be a season of change for sure at, at that ballpark. Uh, and and you know blue seats. Hey, if if it works, it works. I we'll we'll see what it looks like. Uh, I'm I'm gonna hold back on my judgment for it right now, but I'm kind of excited to see it. Oh, yeah. And and the, I think
1: the, the the changes in the ballpark, you know, we'll see, you know, over the next few years are going to be it's really going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be a good look.
0: Now, the, the big question for obviously for, for the diehard uh, Cleveland baseball fans, uh, would they be able to, to purchase any of those uh, seats that were torn out, the, the green seats? Uh, you have an update on that as well, don't you?
1: Yeah, you know, this is in talking to Curtis Danberg earlier in, you know, in the off season. He said that, you know, fans had asked, he had written in and asked if the seats, they could purchase the seats. And he said no, you know, that they were the property, of gateway, and really didn't belong to the ball club. So, uh, you know, I guess we'll go from there. But uh, it does not sound like those seats will be able to be purchased by the public. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I yeah, it's it's disappointing maybe for some fans and it you know it's probably an opportunity to to maybe make some money either for you know Guardians charities or something if that's or, or even for the Greater Clinton Sports Commission. Uh you know who knows uh, where the the rights are and all of that, but uh maybe eventually somewhere down the road we might find out who uh you know a, a way to to be able to purchase those because Boy, who wouldn't want uh, a piece of that 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 Jacobs Field, Progressive Field history? You know, you, you never know whose rear end sat in one of those <laughs> seats that you could have, you know, sitting at your your home bar or in your man cave or or, or your your lady shed or wherever you you uh, you watch your games. So who who knows? Uh, I know a lot of people who who had old seats from the uh, from Municipal Stadium. Uh, that, that still have those and, and, and hold on to them and pass them on to, you know, generations. So uh, could be a lot of fun. Hey, uh, one of the uh, players that we're expecting to be able to watch uh, when we're seated in one of those nice new blue seats at Progressive Field is Austin Hedges. Uh, we're expecting at some point, maybe Friday, to hear an announcement on uh, Hedges uh, signing a one-year uh, deal reported at about $4 million with the club. Uh, indications are that he's he's close to being able to do that. Uh, it, it just has been fueling speculation over the last couple of days. All the tinfoil hats and conspiracy theories have been out there. Maybe they're dragging their feet on the signing because uh, they're waiting to, to make another 40-man roster move, maybe a trade, maybe a Shane Bieber or an Emmanuel Class A. All of this is being uh, talked about, but uh, nothing concrete on that. We're expecting at some point maybe uh before the weekend hits uh to have Hedgie on the roster and that means somebody's got to go.
1: Yeah, Joe, Hedges is in uh is in Arizona in Goodyear right now, uh, you know, getting ready or either taking his physical or getting ready to take his physical, you know, at the Indian at the Guardian Spring training uh, facility out there. So we should have we should know one way or the
0: other just who's going and who's coming, you know, so, sometime uh today. Well, we know that the, uh, that Hedgie was, was on the, the roster for the, uh, the Texas Rangers and they won the world series. Uh, so we know that getting him in to do a physical and and taking off his shirt won't be a problem because Hedgie probably hasn't put on a shirt since the post game celebration, uh, with the Rangers after, after winning uh the world series, we know how, how Hedgie celebrates playoff wins, uh. As far as the uh, television deal, any updates? The latest on that uh, possibility that that we might hear uh, a, a decision on uh, Diamond Sports and their uh, their deal uh, to to air Guardians games and and where that is right now.
1: Yeah, Joe, it's, uh, you know, there's a hearing taking place today in Houston, Texas, in the U.S. uh, uh, bankruptcy court, federal bankruptcy court, I should say, Uh, you know, MLB filed a motion along with the Guardians and and three or four other clubs. Uh, What they're trying to do, Joe, they're trying to tell Diamond Sports Group, okay, it's time to... uh, you know, tell us one way or the other. Are you, One, are you going to pay us for 2024? Two, if you're not going to pay us for 2024, you know, set us free. Let us give us enough time to uh, work our own TV deal, either with MLB, MLB or another uh, provider.
0: Yeah, and, and that's really, they have to be able to, 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 to figure out a way to, to recoup some of what they're, they're not going to be getting from uh diamond in terms of that that money because it directly impacts their their payroll and their their ability to sign players and improve the ball club that's the 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 number one thing is you're uh, you're damaging the product on the field by not being able to to move forward with this situation
1: yeah joe and uh, you know th- uh Diamond Diamond Sports Group has said you know uh if they if they've set a self-imposed deadline of December 31st to get this done and MLB the Guardians and every other team involved in this uh, are more than happy to go along with that. You know, one one person I was talking to yesterday said it's better de- better December thirty first than February, you know, twenty eighth or whatever leap mm-hmm. are we out of the leap year or whatever. They just want to get this thing done, Joe. And they want yeah, they want some they want some you know they want some, you know, they just want some clara- clarity on what they can do. Now we just saw, you know, earlier this week the pirates ended their uh you know, the former uh, uh TV contract and signed a new one with Nesson who which is on what 80 I think the the Red, which is owned what what 70% by the Red Sox own that so but they mm-hmm. signed a new deal with Nesson that also carries the uh you know the the Pittsburgh uh Penguins the NHL team so you know you know teams are trying to break you know teams can can do this but they need some time uh, to uh, make new arrangements if this uh, thing with Diamond Sports Group doesn't work.
0: Yeah, just be cautious if uh, if they set their deadline for, uh, you know, February 29th. Yeah, we'll pay you on February 29th. That's where the, uh, <laughs> the money will be coming in, and, and we all know about that. Uh, all right. Uh, hey, uh, as far as the Guardians go, uh, there was news uh, this past week, uh, really sort of a nice moment, a, a proud moment for the franchise. Uh, Larry Doby was awarded a Congressional Gold Medal. Uh, what's the background on that, and you know, why did uh, did Congress choose uh, you know this moment to to honor Larry Doby as uh, you know for his groundbreaking, uh, you know, basically career and 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 time in in Major League Baseball.
1: Yeah, Joe, this was uh, something uh, set in motion by uh, Senator uh, Sherrod Brown in 2017. Uh, He, you know, nominated uh, uh, Larry Doby. Of course, everyone knows first uh, black player to uh, debut in the American League, and he did it with uh, the Cleveland Indians. And, uh, you know, uh, talking to uh, the senator, he felt that, uh, you know, Doby had kind of been, uh, you know, you know kind of forgotten in 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 history you know all the uh all the uh you know the kind of the spotlight is on Jackie Robinson whenever it comes to breaking the uh, color barrier in baseball but you know only a few months later you know when jackie did it in uh with the Brooklyn Dodgers in the national League a few months later, Larry Doby did it in the American League and he really didn't have you know the kind of the on ramp that Jackie Robinson had who had the advantage of playing you know, triple A ball the year before in Montreal and, you know, getting used to white baseball. And, uh, you know, Larry was uh, just kind of thrust into this thing, but he, you know, he faced the same kind of uh, criticism and racism that Robinson did. And, uh, you know, he, he, he overcame it and, you know, became a hall of fame player. So, you know, in 2017, uh, Brown, uh, Senator Brown uh, uh, decided to, you know, nominate him for the Congressional Medal of Honor. And, you know, it came, finally came to fruition earlier this week when he was, uh, you know, when his family was awarded it. His son, uh, uh, Larry Dobie Jr., you know, received the medal. And the medal was really cool, Joe. It was on the front of it. It showed, you know, uh, uh, an image of of a Dobie in uniform holding a bat. And on the back of it was, a, a, a you know, that famous picture of uh, Steve Gromek and, oh, uh, wow. and, 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 Dobie Doby embracing, you know, Gromach was the, uh, the winning pitcher, a white guy, uh, the winning pitcher in game four, of the 1948 World Series. And Doby hit the game winning home run in that series. And they were kind of embracing. And, you know, that at the time, you know, that was, you know, kind of, uh, you know, really it, it showed that, uh, you know, that you know the two cultures the two the teammates were coming together and it was really it was cool because um you know when Doby first came to to uh, the Indians when he first debuted some of the players did not greet him uh, warmly
0: right yeah it, it it's that photo is it, it, it's per, it displayed prominently i believe uh it was uh, outside the uh the Guardians locker room on the wall that's it's represented there and you know, players see that every day as they walk out to the field. So, uh, pretty uh, amazing that the it shows up on the medal given to to honor Larry Doby. Uh, and, and again, if uh, if the country, if the nation, if Congress, if if anybody else had been dragging their feet in in honoring or recognizing or knowing uh, Larry Doby's contributions, uh, those of us here in Cleveland who've grown up hearing about it and grown up knowing who Larry Doby is. You know, we all certainly know. And and it's good, uh, you know, from our perspective to see, hey, uh, you know, everybody else is is finally catching on. You know, no, nothing to take away anything from, uh, you know, the praise deserved by by Jackie Robinson and his family. Uh, But like you said, uh, Larry Doby uh, right up there uh, standing side by side with with Jackie and, and, uh, you know, and, and should be regarded as such. Uh, Hey, before we get going, uh, you know, a couple of uh, noteworthy moves that affect uh, the Guardians as far as uh, competition-wise. Tyler Glasnow and Manuel Margot uh, traded from uh, Tampa Bay to none other than, of course, to the Dodgers. The rich get richer again. The Dodgers can afford to sign Tyler Glasnow to an extension now because they are only going to pay Shohei Otani $2 million on his a uh, $700 million contract. Uh it all it's all working out for the Dodgers, right? Uh uh but how does this impact uh the trade market now for Shane Bieber if uh if the Dodgers who were one of the teams desperate for starting pitching uh have, you know, at least part of that satisfied with ta- uh, Tyler Glasnow?
1: Yeah, a great point, Joe, because uh, you know, Glasnow obviously was was at probably at the top of everybody's, you know, trade list. You know, regarding starting pitchers. So, you know, the teams that did that, that that didn't get them that also needed pitching. You know, I guess you know they they go down the list. They cross the name Glasnow off the top of their list and and go down and you know eventually you know I don't know where Bieber is on those lists, but you know eventually I would think uh, you know well we we already know that you know the the Guardians are take have taken calls on Bieber and uh, we'll see how this works out. Joe, I'm I'm still you know there's still a lot of ways this trade could go and if it goes down you know there's a there's you know it just seems like you know he's there's so many different angles to a, a bieber trade that that we really have to wait to see how this unfolds
0: yeah uh, again i've said all along i think uh, i think they will trade him but i think he will open the season uh on the roster and and probably you know pitching uh, on opening day for for cleveland uh, the other move uh, here just announced uh, or just uh, reported uh, by several outlets uh, that the Royals have signed Hunter Renfro for a two-year, $13 million contract. So uh, Hunter Renfro, uh, you know, a guy who, uh, you know, in the past has has been linked to Cleveland in terms of uh, maybe trying to, to boost uh, outfield production, uh, get him over. Uh, he's going to spend uh, the next two seasons in Kansas City on a 13 million dollar contract. So uh they get to see Renfro uh on a, on a regular basis as well. Yeah, he hits home runs wherever he goes, Joe. Yeah. Well, yeah, Cleveland couldn't use that could they, Hoynes? I, I don't <laughs> know. What do, you, what do you say? All right, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Heck of a week here, Hoynsy. We we had a a pretty full week. Uh looking uh looking ahead, uh we've got one more week of shows in uh in 2023 uh by this time next week we'll be putting a bow on uh the the cleveland baseball talk podcast for the year uh and it's been uh, it's been a pretty good one uh glad you guys are along for the ride uh we will check in again with you on monday hoinsey we'll talk to you then okay bud